1: All right, so I got to ask you a question. Are we living in a banana republic? If you look at the Biden family, what they've been able to get away with, what they've done. The question has to be asked, are we living in a banana republic? What is a banana republic? Let's start with that. A banana republic is a government that basically is run by corrupt individuals who then decide the outcome of free and fair elections and also lock up their political opponents. Now, this is a line, I want to be clear, that has been talked about a lot. It is a line that concerns me. The reason why I say it's a line that concerns me is because there are people that overuse it. It's a way to hit people politically. That's a problem. When you want to start hitting someone politically, you start saying things like this. They're they're a tyrant. They're a dictator. And then there's reality, what we're living through right now. It's pretty darn clear what we're living through right now. It's pretty clear that you have a president of the United States of America that's compromised by our adversaries. It's pretty clear we have a president of the United States of America right now that isn't just compromised by our adversaries, but also is an individual that was willing to take money from the highest bidder. He's an individual that also knew that they were going after Donald Trump for crimes that he didn't commit when he was the president and impeaching him not once but twice for things they made up. They now are trying to put the frontrunner in the Republican Party in prison. And for how long? More than 700 years. In fact, some of the crimes they've charged him with, you are actually eligible for the death penalty. This president, former President Trump, is under attack by an entire government. And that is why many people describe this as banana republic. Now, I also want to remind you of the Democrats. I want to go back and in 2018, actually, let me rephrase that, 2019. Democrats, I think they knew where they were headed with this and how they needed to protect Biden. And they started attacking Trump. They claimed that Trump was using his Department of Justice to investigate his rivals, to investigate Joe Biden. You may remember that. They also then accused Donald Trump of running this country like, ready for this, the Banana Republic. And what they accused him of back then, investigating actual crimes committed by the Biden crime family, they said was No less than weaponizing the Department of Justice. Now, here's what's also very interesting about this is that when they were doing this, okay, when when they were when they were doing this, one of the things that was very, very, very interesting about it was the fact that they knew that they had to attack Trump to undermine Trump so that people wouldn't pay attention to the facts that were coming out about the case. That was something that they absolutely had to do. And they did it, honestly, like flawlessly. They did it perfectly. They nailed it. And because then the media was talking about the, quote, corruption of Donald Trump instead of the story, which was the story of Joe Biden. Now, I want to take you back to 2019 and 2020. And I have a montage for you that I want to play for you. This is the media going after Trump and the Trump White House, the Trump, everything around Trump saying that Donald Trump had weaponized the DOJ to investigate his rival. And his rival was Joe Biden, who was running for president. Right. Like that's that's pretty clear. We know that now the election was in 2020. And in the reality, that's not what was happening. There were real crimes that had been committed by the Bidens. We now know what those crimes are. We know how bad they they are. We know how long the list is. We know about the money. We know about the laptop. We know about Victor Shokin. We know about him firing the prosecutor. We We know about him bragging about all of these things. He was bragging about it all the time. He was proud of it. Joe Biden was. So what was the media doing to cover for the Democrats, This is what they were doing. Listen. Attorney General in position to do it. We
0: now know they really have been trying to gin up criminal prosecutions and criminal investigations into the president's perceived enemies. Politically motivated persecution. Right. Courtesy of Bill Barr. I'll, I'll roll in the FBI on you. That's how banana republics work. Right. The home of the 45th president of the United States has been raided by the FBI. Mr. Trump is using the Justice Department to go after his perceived enemies. I feel worried about the prospect of the Justice Department being used as our little banana republic. Any capable prosecutor can get a grand jury to hand down an indictment of something as innocent as a ham sandwich. Today, an indictment was unsealed. Charging Donald J. Trump.
2: Breaking news on former President Trump. He's been indicted for the fourth time in five months. Bill Barr
0: on the president's behalf is weaponizing the Justice Department to go after
2: the president's enemies. When you win an election, you don't seek to just prosecute the losing side. president using the Justice Department as a weapon to get what he wants. Department of Justice is
0: totally politicized, sticking the Department of Justice on political opponents, threatening to imprison his political rival, banana republic style,
2: trying to exact revenge against all of his enemies, tin pot dictator in a banana republic. Is acting more like a banana republic dictator.
0: He's using government resources to go after his political opponent. Um, essentially, we are a banana republic. That we are. We are. Um, seeking to have a bogus and criminal investigation into a political opponent. And that's using the Department of Justice to also target Trump's
1: political opponent for nefarious reasons. This is a massive abuse of power and a betrayal of our values. The
0: president of the United States is targeting a family member of a political opponent. This is the type of thing that happens in a banana republic. And trying to take out a political rival in Joe Biden, criminally investigating an American political rival, someone the president is worried
2: about losing to in the next election.
0: To investigate uh, my principal opponent or a principal opponent uh, in the upcoming election. Houston, we have a problem.
2: Don't you think that- that's something that should be investigated when the incumbent political party opens a counterintelligence investigation on the candidate of the opposing party We know Trump is itching
0: to politicize the Justice Department and the attorney general has been super shady. The
2: president is weaponizing the Department of Justice to bring cases against his enemies. The Department of Justice is in an existential crisis. Again, it's yet another example of the Justice Department
0: basically losing all of its independence in this administration. This
2: is now about corrupting the next election. And for me, this was crossing the red line. The president who is actively trying to potentially steal the upcoming election. But to try to take out a
0: political rival. The end goal? being 2020. Donald Trump and his attorney general are using the Justice Department. The only difference between this and a banana republic is that Trump does not eat fruit. The 2020 election is really the last chance we have to stop our system from fully sliding into a corrupt banana republic.
2: Bill Barr has done everything that Donald Trump has wanted
1: him to do. Yeah. We're living in a banana republic right now.
0: When you start using the Justice Department to go after your enemies, uh, that's, that's very, very dangerous. Donald Trump is
2: using the Department of Justice to go after his enemies in any way that he can.
1: Having the
0: head of the chief federal law enforcement agency essentially working on his behalf to Investigate a political rival.
2: To investigate a the, the family of a political opponent, basically banana republic behavior. We're, we're no better than some, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some banana republic. And he's using the
0: abuse of power and every element of the the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. Um, By uh, if we uh, if he does run.
1: That was how the media spun this up. Okay, that's what they did. They spun it up this way. They spun it up. This way, this is this is what they did. Like, like, Like that's amazing. If you listen to this, everything that the Biden administration has actually been doing they were accusing donald trump of doing it every single thing and why were they doing it this way because they knew that if they drummed it up the media would sell it and they could get their guy elected and that's what you just heard
0: hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway now that spring is here it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: Remember how they would spend things for the Bidens when they desperately needed to spend things when things got really bad? There was the big lie that Joe Biden never talked about business with his kids, right? That was a lie. He talked about it with his brother. He talked about it with his son. Hell, everybody was on the payday, you know, getting a payday. So I'm assuming they were all talking about it. And he lied. And then the lie had to change. The White House had to change the narrative that he never talked business with his son to, quote, he had never been in business with his son. That was the line. As soon as that happened, I played that for you as the White House changed their entire narrative. They'd been lying to you for, for the entire time he'd been in the White House. And and during the campaign, I'd never discussed any business with my son. I'd kept it separate, period, period, right, period. I, I'd never discussed any business with my son, period. Leave me alone, period, right? Shut up. That's what. That's what the... Biden crime family statement was and the White House like well he never after it came out by the way that he had called into his son at least 20 plus times when there was testimony from one of his business partners before Congress saying yeah he was on the phone all the time we'd be at business meetings and he'd throw his dad on speakerphone it was clearly he was selling access to the big guy that's what it was it was to influence and get the deal done to show hey what you're buying from us you're getting right what you're buying from us You're getting. You're buying access, you're paying for access, and we're going to give it to you, right? Um, that's, That's all I can say here. I am also, remember what the media did when they had to cover for this lie. The media said, well, hold on, we got to spin on this, right? We got to admit now that they talk business, so what do we do? We'll just come out and say, well, this is just because of Joe Biden being a great dad. We'll actually praise him for lying to the American people and say, of course, he was going to talk to his son when his son called. He was just being a great dad, and they were just, remember, talking about the weather. Yeah. His ex-business partner said Biden was clearly selling access to the father. Take a listen.
0: Joe Biden did nothing. Nothing, not even approximating improper, much less wrong or illegal. It's wishful thinking. They're trying to create a scandal.
2: I think it's pretty clear, at least so far, there is nothing there. House Republicans continue their search for any proof at all, tying President Joe Biden to his son Hunter's business dealings. Joe
0: Biden had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. Because they wanted, they wanted
2: dirty up Biden's name.
0: You know, Republicans have been trying to use Hunter Biden's behavior against the President. Did not know about anything that Hunter Biden was doing. Cena Biden was, was simply involved in his son's life in a personal capacity. Republicans from consistent trying to make this argument uh, and create the illusion of,
2: of some um, malfeasance being there. Spoke
0: to business associates of Hunter Biden to say hello, to have small talk, casual conversation.
1: Hunter Biden talked to his dad on the phone all the time. They talked basically
0: every day. Sometimes Joe Biden would say hello to the people in the room if he popped in or on the phone or whatever. It's all casual conversation niceties the weather
1: they
2: never discussed business these were more of just cordial hello types of conversations business was never discussed on those calls and that was more casual sort of check-ins casual conversations president biden might have said hey Quit putting me on speakerphone. Uh, you know, are are you having a business meeting? like what what is that about? But do you hang up on your phone on your on your side? Bo Biden, Hunter's brother and President Biden's
0: son, was very ill with cancer and then passed away. That, as the witness today testified, was what these conversations and these calls were about. we should put this in context. This is a time when Bo Biden, the president's other son, was ill and then dying and then and then
2: passed away. very, fraught and and sad time for the biden family and we know how important family is uh, to the president they're doing donald trump's bidding going after hunter biden trying to create a, a tie to the president
0: this is a this is a political move here it is a it is a politics thing right in as much as it's anything else fair yeah i think so it does not appear to have been a direct business tie because right now you don't see any conduct that's Illegal, that there is regulation or law that's prohibiting it, even though it might be highly unethical. I don't see high crimes and misdemeanors. I don't even see a low crime. Mm. I see a, a son who's using his
2: father. People with famous last names, uh, using them for their own purposes. People in your families, uh, they're ne'er-do-wells. This is as old as time.
1: It, it's amazing. That was what they said. Hunter Biden talked to his dad on the phone all the time. They talked basically every day. Sometimes Joe would say hello to the people in the room if he popped in or on the phone or whatever. No big deal, right? This is just a dad. This is just a guy being a great dad. He's just calling his son, and his son thro- happens to be in a, in a multi-million-dollar business meeting, transaction, and, and the access they're selling to the dad, and, and getting the deals done. And he's just being a good dad. He was being a good dad. I would say is being a great provider by selling out the United States of America, the highest bidder, and to the most shady and corrupt people in the world. I have to say this again, because the more that we're seeing how this is playing out and how the media is doing it, the, the angrier it makes me. It is still, I go back to this fact. You have a, a man in Joe Biden who is not really the president of the United States of America he's the president of the Biden enterprise the Biden crime family right he that's that's who he is he is a guy that has said i'm all in to sell access to our family so we get paid And then the media, who accused, by the way, Donald Trump of weaponizing the DOJ for investigating this corruption and said, oh, we're living in the Banana Republic, this is the Banana Republic, right? You over and over again, you played it for you a moment ago, is now sitting here. And they're like, oh, well, he didn't really commit any crimes. He wasn't really that bad of a guy. He wasn't? No. No, he was just being a good dad. And we'll explain it away that way.
0: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. That's
1: chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: There's also something else that's happening in the media, and that is they're trying to tell people that, that things aren't actually as bad as they really are. Interest rates are now at a 21-year high. Uh, credit card interest rates now are at the highest many have seen in their lifetime and we have almost a trillion dollars in credit card debt in this country. It may be over a trillion. now. I need to go check the numbers again. But there are people now that are going to be dealing with, I can't afford the debt I have and the variable rate debt I have, and I can't afford the house if I've got a variable rate mortgage, and I can't afford to buy a house uh, it, it, even if I can afford the the actual price of the house, right? Like, I can afford the price. It's something that happens a lot. I can afford the the actual price. I can't afford the interest on the money I got to borrow. Could have afforded it a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, but not now. And this is going to change and it is screwing up the housing market. One way it's screwing it up is people with low interest rates are never going to move. Are you going to give up a 2.5% interest rate, a 3% interest rate to inherit a 9% interest rate? No, most people will not do it. That, and in the housing market, you need buying and selling. And when people that have locked in these low interest rates on these 30-year mortgages see what they would inherit to move, most of them say, not worth it, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Now, we also have the problems with inflation. Uh, Yesterday was my birthday. We went to dinner last night and it just makes me laugh now how expensive dinner has gotten. We didn't blow it out. We went to an Italian restaurant. It was it wasn't like some five-star restaurant or anything like that. But when you get the bill, you just look at it now and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, and it's happening everywhere. Uh, almost everywhere I go now, it's just there, there's there's this new sticker shock that is like, "Really? Like this is what we're now having to do? Like this is how bad it is? This is this is what it is?" And it's incredibly frustrating to me to witness the demise of our economy and of of business owners and small business owners. It's also affecting people in a very real way that own businesses because we're watching people not spend like they used to because they can't afford it. The cost of goods and services have skyrocketed. Um, I'll give you a great example. A couple years ago, we had our, I think it was 2020, if I'm not mistaken, we had our, our dog Memphis' teeth cleaned. It is now 2x more than what it costs because they got to put the dog under and everything else. And she said, I get it. I, I think it's crazy. I'm not sure, it, based on the age of the dog, that I would do this because of how expensive it is. And she said, this is what the pricing has done since with inflation. Like, I'm really sorry. I mean, it's affecting going to the vet what it costs to hire staff now is the highest it's ever been in my lifetime. And people are like, oh, well, wages are up. I, I mean, you've probably heard that argument quite a few times. I've heard that argument quite a few times, right? Wages are up. And and so when wages are up, um, people think, oh, well, that's good news. Not really. Not if you're paying 9% interest on a house and inflation rates and food costs that we've never seen before in our lifetime. Like, no, this is not. Uh, To be clear, a good thing. This is a, in fact, this is a very bad thing. uh, An extremely bad thing for this economy. And for the American people. So now what is the media doing? They're trying to tell you and convince you ahead of this election coming up that Joe Biden's economy is A, somehow working, and Joe Biden's economy is not that bad. Representative Jeffries was on TV this morning and I want you to hear what he had to say about the economy that Biden is, quote, building.
0: Do you feel, you know, one of the things that our colleagues have been reporting, uh, Melanie and others, has been they're not going to have a vote to launch the impeachment inquiry because they don't have 218 votes, mainly because frontline Republicans, the majority makers, many of which many of them come from your state of New York, uh, aren't necessarily there yet. I've talked to some of them behind the scenes. They say exactly that. Do you feel like politically it would be advantageous for you if they decide to go
2: down this path? Well, I'll leave the political assessments to others. I think that from a policy perspective, it's exactly the wrong thing to do. As House Democrats, we're going to continue to focus on delivering for everyday Americans, making a difference in the lives of everyday Americans. There are so many challenges that we need to continue to confront. President Biden is leading in an extraordinary way, trying to build an economy from the middle out and the bottom up, as opposed to the top down, which had been the case under Republican presidents. Uh, And we're going to continue to support him in that effort. There also are issues related to gun safety that we should be tackling. Uh, This is a uniquely American problem, and it's tragic. We shouldn't have children uh, who have to familiarize themselves uh, with active shooter drills as early as kindergarten uh, all across the country. We should be tackling gun safety uh, and some common sense measures that we support. But instead, what we see are Republicans with this do-nothing extreme majority wasting the time uh, and the treasure of the American people, and that's unfortunate. I do want to ask you about both the economy
0: and on the the Jacksonville shooting
1: and gun safety uh, in a second, but I do have one more. We had. I, I mean, you hear this here. They're like, all right, let's go back into campaign mode. Let's tell people that Biden is leading an extraordinary way, in an extraordinary way, trying to build an economy. This election coming up, they and you can see it in the media. They're like, All right, like, look, guys, we got to put the brakes on this, right? Like, like, like we got to tell people that things aren't as bad as they aren't as bad as they actually are. We've got to tell people that things are better than they actually are. This, by the way, is Biden went on stage yesterday and forgot the name of his own Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Mayorkas. Listen,
0: Secretary of Homeland Security, a guy who took the job. uh, Thank you for taking the job, pal.
1: (laughs) Forgot his own Department of Homeland Security, Secretary Mayorkas, a guy that's supposed to be in charge of the border, securing the border, which they've not done on purpose. And how bad is it at the border right now? Another illegal alien freed into the U.S., by the Biden administration from the southern border, last night was charged with killing an 11-year-old Aiden Clark. This illegal alien released into the United States of America in 2022 after arriving at the nation's southern border by the Biden administration is now charged with killing an 11-year-old after crashing into a school bus filled with children in Clark County, Ohio. This happened on Monday. The 35-year-old illegal alien... From Haiti, appeared in the Clark County Municipal Court where his bond was kept at 100000 following charge of aggravated vehicular homicide. According to prosecutors, Joseph was driving a Honda Odyssey minivan when he hit a northwestern local school bus that was filled with children. The bus, as a result of the crash, flipped and the 11-year-old Aiden Clark was ejected from the bus. That Tuesday, by the way, marked the first day of school for Aiden. Aiden's family described him as truly unique, caring, an inquisitive soul, and one of the most awesome and exceptional 11-year-olds in existence. His love of sports were unparalleled. His desire to gain knowledge never stopped. And his weird interests were inspiring and never-ending. From his daily vegetable gardening with his dad, trampling jumping with his big sister, creating Minecraft worlds with his big bro, and always snuggling with mom. Aiden loved playing old school board games, doing word searches by flashlight in bed, playing outdoor sports inside, chasing his dog, Daisy Mae, and snuggling with anyone. An immigration and customs enforcement spokesman confirmed that Joseph is a citizen of Haiti and had arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border in August of 2022. From there, the guy whose name you can't remember Mr. President, but you're glad he took your job as your Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. At the direction of the Department of Homeland Security, they issued Joseph a notice of a, to appear, that's called an NTA, in federal immigration court and released him into the U.S. interior where he ultimately ended up in Ohio. National Immigration Center for Enforcement advisory board member said that Joe Biden's expansive catch and release network at the border is ultimately responsible for what just happened. This is the guy who's running our country right now. And this is what he's doing to our country right now. And if we don't keep telling this story as the media tries to cover and say, oh, Joe Biden talking to his son about business dealings was just him being a good dad. Oh, somehow you need to understand that you're not giving Joe Biden enough credit for Biden's economy that he's, quote, building. That's their word, that he's building. This is now what we're dealing with. 535-9732, 535-9732. 535 535-9732, 535-9732. My question for you is a simple one. Do you give credit to Joe Biden for building a great economy or do you give Joe Biden credit for building an economy that is clearly a disaster? They, they're saying on national TV this morning that you need to give him more credit You need to give him more credit for building an amazing economy. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. Please make sure you write us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast so that it will help us reach more people, and we will see you back here tomorrow.
2: more details
0: an official message from medicare
2: a new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs maybe you can save too with medicare's extra help program my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low who should apply single people making less than twenty three thousand dollars a year or married couples who make less than thirty one thousand dollars a year even if you don't think you qualify it pays to find out go to ssa.gov slash extra help
0: Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.